0: Human beings cannot cope with too much reality. It's a line from a famous poet, uh, American poet, T.S. Eliot. Human beings cannot cope with too much reality. If you want... Um, proof of this, or at least you want to see the way it works. Just look at our own society. Think about this. The two main Christian feasts that we celebrate, Christmas and Easter. Think about what it is the reality of what we're celebrating. Christmas, the reality that the God of the universe has become human. Now that, that's, that is what the church is celebrating, the Christian community is celebrating. Now, <clears throat> you may choose to believe that or not, but you have to ultimately confront the issue of who is Jesus of Nazareth? who is he because one of the great theologians of the of the 20th century whose name was C.S. Lewis he said the one thing that we cannot say about Jesus was that he was a really wonderful teacher and we appreciate his philosophy but he wasn't god made human nah He was a great teacher, but not God. You see, that's not an option. Why isn't it an option? It's not an option because Jesus was saying directly to his disciples that he was God. Now, immediately people say to me, well, wait a minute, Father, where is that in the Bible? that Jesus said, I am God. It's not, in the Bible, that way. But you know why? The reason why it's not that way is that in the ancient world, the word God was cheap. It was cheap. Every emperor of every great empire said they were God. As a matter of fact, The the overwhelming religion that the Roman Empire had said to all of the empire, they basically said, look, you can worship whatever gods you want. Because remember, there were lots of gods. You can worship whatever gods you want as long as you worship Caesar. Because Caesar is Lord. The word Lord is Kyrios, and basically you had to say Kaiser Kyrios. Kaiser, is, although it sounds Russian, it actually means Caesar in Latin. Kaiser Kyrios. Caesar is Lord. Caesar is God. The word God was thrown around. a there, there were hundreds of gods. And if Jesus would have said, I'm God, he would have said, hey, hey, come on, just another one. Just another one. But Jesus wasn't about to say that. What Jesus was saying was, I am... Now, you may be waiting for me to end that sentence... But that sentence does not have an end. Jesus was saying, I am. You see, that sentence has a subject and a verb. It has no object. And the first time that sentence was uttered was from the burning bush. (laughs) When when Moses asked God, what is your name? And God said, I am. I always imagine Moses standing in front of the burning bush going, you are what? I am. You see, when Jesus said, for example, and could, I could quote long t- many references, before Abraham came to be, I am. Jesus was not crucified because he made a mess of the temple. The Jews tell you exactly in front of Pilate why he was crucified. He was crucified for blasphemy. Because he claimed to be God. Not any God. The God of Israel. I am. What we're celebrating today is I am. Has become one of us. Now, human beings cannot take too much of that reality. It's too much to process. You see, C.S. Lewis said, look, You gotta decide. You gotta decide because if somebody says to you, I am, meaning I am God, the God of Israel, not any God, the God of Israel, I am. You gotta decide what you're gonna do with that. Imagine somebody stood in front of you and said that, and you understood that that was God's name what would you think? What would you think? I know that immediately, if you any one of you said that to me, I would say, <laughs> yes. And in my head, I would be thinking, you're nuts. You're nuts. So the first thing that comes to your mind is, the man's insane. He really, he's sincere. But sincerity is part of madness sincerity does not mean truth it just means they're not consciously lying so you either think he's insane or if he is not insane then he's a con man he's conning you he's trying to con everybody in order to believe he's God So what's the third option? That I am is standing before you. I am is standing before you. So who do you say he is? You know, who do you say here? Because everything, remember Jesus turned to his disciples and turned to each one of them and said, who do you say that I am? And I think every single one of you has to answer, who who is he in your mind? Is he a liar? Is he a lunatic? Or is he Lord? But you see, we cannot handle too much reality. That kind of choice would be extremely anxiety-provoking. And so you know what we do? We turn the feast of I am becoming human into a fat little old man who brings presents. Isn't that cute? And you see little reindeer, and we talk about Rudolph, and we talk about snowflakes falling from the, in an open fire, And we do all of this except for talking about I am becoming human. And then there's Easter. Oh, do we do a job on Easter? Have you gone into any drugstore or supermarkets? There are bunnies everywhere. Bunnies. Can you imagine? Get this. A human being has risen from the dead. Now, please understand, we're not talking about resuscitation. (coughs) Resuscitation happens all the time at the medical center. Okay? When you're resuscitated, you're brought back to this life. You gotta die again. What we're talking about is a man dying... Spending three days in a tomb and coming out the other side. Not even Lazarus. Because when Lazarus was resurrected, he was actually not resurrected, he was resuscitated. It's a big difference. Today we're actually celebrating the reality that a human being, I am, came back from the grave after dying, and he rose from the dead on the other side. That's way too much to think about. Causes anxiety because if it's true, your life has to change. If it's true, and if it's not, BS. And by the way, BS, don't write the bishop. BS means beautiful stuff. I I can't help what you're thinking. But if it's not BS, it's true. And you've got to change your life. But it's easier if you think about bunnies and chocolate. And break out your brand new white Easter dress. Put your bonnet on. Mankind cannot handle too much reality. You see, we live in an entertainment culture. you you, You guys know that I love etymologies, right? I love etymologies. Do you know where the word entertain comes from? It comes from, if you speak Spanish, which a lot of people here do, entre tener. Entre tener. Tener entre. Hold in between. It literally means entertain. Enter is in between. Tain is tener, which means to have. To entertain means you never really focus on what you're supposed to focus on. You run in between. You are in between. You go in between. You never focus because you can't handle too much reality. Because you see if you focus, the immediate first thing that you focus on is you're gonna die. Now, folks, if you've been listening to me rant on for 24 years now, you know that I focus a lot on death. And you know why I do that? Because I think death is the one thing that wakes us up. I I think that we try to entertain ourselves so that we don't have to be alone and we don't have to focus on our own emptiness and our own terror at the fact that we're going to die. And so what we do is we entertain. We jump in between The church is telling you today, stop. Look, everybody in this world, right in our culture, we're entertaining ourselves to death. Some people just play games, go to the movies, go to, uh, run all kinds of, you know, what are called immortality projects. I'm going to, to pay attention to my business so that I can have tons of money. Oh no, I'm gonna take drugs. No, I think I'll get drunk. No, I think what I'll do is I will I will get into a lot of sex. No, I'll get into hobbies and into running. And all of that is entertainment. All of that, not bad, but it's holding you in between because you're not focusing. What the Catholic Church is telling you today, focus. Do not, every time Jesus appears to the disciples, he says, do not be afraid. Stop running, stop running, and focus on the reality of life. Because the moment you focus on the terror that is our human future, That is when that candle, representing the resurrection of Jesus, brings you hope. That candle says death is not the end. I sometimes think that we do not practice faith, hope, and charity. I think what we practice is faith, hope, and charity. Because what we do is we learn to cope. Because we use entertainment, like a drug, to help us not to look at reality. But today the church is inviting you, stop being afraid. Take the time to stay focused on the reality of our lives. And focus on the thing that makes you afraid. And I'll tell you this, death terrifies me. It terrifies me. Why do you think I am a Christian and I am a priest? Because the only thing that keeps me calm in the face of my body breaking down as I age and as death draws closer, the only thing that keeps me together is Jesus risen from the dead. That's the only thing that keeps me going. And so my brothers and sisters, tonight is good news. It's not going to be good news if you're entertained. If you're used to being entertained, this is just one. Oh, wasn't, wasn't that service nice? Didn't Fred sing pretty? Right, Fred? He sang pretty. But did you hear what he was talking about? Did you hear what he said? Not that he's got a pretty voice. Did you hear what he said? That Christ is risen from the dead. That's, that's why we're happy. We're happy not because the bunny is coming with chocolates. We're happy because in the midst of the terror of terrors, your own death... Christ is risen. And everything you care about has a future. Now let me talk in Spanish. <coughs> <coughs> Hermanos. Yo creo que. Eh, no sé si me oyeron la palabra. Entretener. Pero yo creo que nosotros vivimos en una cultura que nos dice, mantente entretenido. Oye la palabra. Oye, a, a mí me, me, me llega a la palabra esa profundamente. Entretenido. ¿Tenido entre qué? ¿Estoy entrenido entre, entre, ent, estoy tenido entre qué? ¿Y sabes qué es? La realidad. Lo que la sociedad te está diciendo es, mira diviértete, oye la palabra también, diviértete, di, quítate de la vía, di vía, diviértete, no mires a la realidad, porque en cuanto tú mires a la realidad, te va a dar terror, te vas a sentir solo y te va a dar terror, ¿por qué? Porque la realidad del ser humano es la muerte, Claro que no, no no tienes que pensar no pienses en eso ay padre ay padre por favor padre no pienses en eso vamos a hacer vamos a hablar de otras cosas mire mire padre el conejito viene con chocolates padre mire tengo un vestido nuevo padre qué bonito todo muy bonito pero todo es Entretenimiento para no tener que enfocar en lo que es verdadero. Si estás contento porque Cristo ha resucitado, eso no es entretenimiento. Eso es que has mirado al terror de la verdad de la muerte y te has dado cuenta de que ahí no no termina. Y por eso estás contento. Pero nuestra sociedad vive en entretenimiento. Nos entretenemos con el alcohol, con el sexo, con las drogas, con el trabajo, con los chismes, con las novelas. Y sigue, y sigue, y sigue todo lo que es Todo lo que nos ayuda. Y no estoy diciendo que ninguna de esas cosas es mala. No lo es. Pero que la usamos como una droga para no tener que enfocarnos en la verdad. Porque la verdad nos aterroriza. Así que hermanos, hoy lo que la iglesia te está diciendo es lo que Cristo te dijo. No tengas miedo. No tengas miedo. Yo les acabo de decir en inglés. Yo, a mí la muerte me aterroriza. Yo le tengo terror a la muerte. ¿Por qué tú crees que yo soy cristiano? ¿Por qué tú crees que yo soy cura? Porque el el mensaje de Cristo es la única cosa que me da paz. El mensaje de Cristo me da esperanza. Me dice, Cristo se para enfrente de mí y me dice, Mario, él no me llama Padre Mario, Él me dice, Mario, paz, confía en mí, no no estés aterrorizado, confía en mí. Eso es lo que me ayuda a mí a no volverme loco. Por eso yo soy sacerdote, por eso yo soy cristiano, por eso yo soy discípulo de Cristo. Así que hermanos, hoy... Recordamos que esa luz es la luz que simboliza la única luz en el medio de la oscuridad de la muerte. No tengan miedo. Cristo ha resucitado. Y por eso, entretenganse de vez en cuando. Pero no hagas el entretenimiento el centro de tu vida. El centro de tu vida tiene que ser el Señor que se para delante de ti y te mira en los ojos y te dice, no tengas miedo. Enfócate en mí. Ahora, hermanos, vamos a empezar a recibir a nuevos cristianos. Vamos a dar el bautizo. Este año lo tenemos que hacer un poquito diferente porque estamos haciendo la transición de la pandemia. Si ustedes se acuerdan, antes... Yo me metía en la la fuente bautismal y el año que viene les garantizo que me voy a meter. (ríe) Pero este año vamos a hacer una transición un poquito. Así que también si se acuerdan les he pedido a la gente que robe, se salgan de de, de sus bancos y vengan. Pero eso no lo vamos a hacer hoy tampoco por eso por la pandemia. Así que, con paciencia, el año que viene, si Dios quiere, volveremos a nuestra celebración. Una, un alboroto sagrado. Pero en este año, un poquito más despacio. Así que ahora, comencemos nuestra celebración. Let me say that in English. Um, I just said in English, I mean in Spanish, that, you know, in the years past, uh, I've gotten into the font, and we get... I, I, I tell you, uh, uh, I, I designed and I built that font. Not me personally, but I, I had it built. I, I had it designed. That font is to me like a Ferrari. Okay. When you have a Ferrari, you live for that one time a year that you can take it out on the freeway and open it up. Right? And let her rip. And so that's why I love to use it on Easter. And next year, God willing, we'll be able to again. Because next year, I'll get in. And next year, I'm going to have so much fun dunking people. But this year, because of the pandemic, we're saying, okay, let's go one step at a time. And also, I'm not going to ask people to get out of their their pews because again, we're doing it one step at a time next year. So my Ferrari will have to wait until next year. But it doesn't have to worry about because it's baptism. It's the day that our brothers and sisters who've been preparing for an entire year are going to be received and chosen by the Lord and received into the Christian community. Every time somebody is baptized, cada vez que tiene que haber un grito de aquí, un aleluya, que los vecinos deben de llamar a la policía. Every time, whenever we have somebody baptized, the neighbors, there should be so much noise here that the neighbors should call the police.